This is the third episode of our five-episode series on the hierarchy of needs and how those needs consume our minds and our focus. Unfortunately, we leave little brain energy to focus on our future, which leads us right back to the hamster wheel day, day after, after day, day after day. day. Today, we are talking about the third level of needs which are which is our need for love and belongingness Ooh, let's dig in bro let's dig in <laughs> all right so we're talking about the who are you <laughs> i'm jonathan noel and i'm brian noel this is Forms and Focus. Where we provide guided forms that manifest radical focus. We want you to be focused as boy. Someone's pumped up, bro. I'm pumped up, bro. Is it because we're talking about the third level of the... Hi- Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. better believe it, man. But first, let's do a quick recap. Let's do it. Recap. Of the other episodes. Recap. <laughs> we have limited capacity for focus. Yeah, we do. We're constantly focused on short-term yeah, needs that prevent us from focusing on long-term goals. That's true. First, we focus on meeting our most basic needs. Our physiological needs. Our physiological <laughs> needs, and then our safety. So what's next is our need for love and belongingness, our need to belong. So <laughs> simplypsychology.org said... The third level of human needs is social and involves feelings of belongingness. Belongingness refers to a human emotional need for interpersonal relationships, affiliating, oh, sorry, need for interpersonal relationships, affiliating, connectedness, and belonging, and being part of a group. I only messed that sentence up twice. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) Examples of belongingness needs include <laughs> friendship, intimacy, trust, and acceptance, receiving and giving affection, and rev. Rev? <laughs> I'm just being weird. <laughs> love. 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 <laughs> True love. Okay. Our need to be loved and belong is built on our lower two levels. If we belong to a group, this is crazy. You ready for this? Let's we increase it. the chances of survival and meeting our physiological needs while also creating a tribe in which we feel safe. Who is keeping watch when we are asleep? I don't know. Someone you want to trust. So, <laughs> someone that's not going to stab you? <laughs> so that's why we want to belong to a tribe. Definitely. Um, this is an NLB article, The Origins of Belonging. This is from Harriet Over. He writes, It is clear that our reliance on our group members has exerted a powerful influence over our cognitive abilities. Mm. We have sophisticated skills for understanding the mental states of those around us, engaging in joint action with our social partners and learning from their behavior. Wow. So why do we even have the skills to understand how to fit in? Bro. So we belong. So we belong. (laughs) That's pretty wild. So it is a a skill. skill. It's a skill. Some people are good at it. Some is that why are not. people are homeschooled or kind of weird when you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're really good with other people who are homeschooled. Really? Yeah. 
Experimental psychologists have demonstrated that many of these skills appear early in development and that their successful performance is essential to children's functioning. I mean, as a baby, you want to belong to your family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and as a kid on the playground. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you you don't want to get beat up. If you were the last one picked, you know, for like the kickball lineups or whatever, everyone knows that's a horrible feeling. It's a bad feeling. When you're a kid, I mean, that just crushes your soul. It crushes your soul. (laughs) So these cognitive abilities, um, our emotional intelligence requires an intense amount of focus. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a room and you're reading the room and you're focused on each person in that room and their reaction to what you're saying and how they're responding and they're there, again, that's emotional intelligence. Being able to read people, understand people, um, being introspective, all these things are um, emotional Isn't that crazy that's a skill, though? It is a skill. It's a great book. I think there's a book called, uh, well, it's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0, if you want the second edition. Ooh. Yeah. And there's a test. Okay. Yeah, go check it out. I've done that before. It's good. EQ. Set of IQ. <laughs> We're either in a state of trying to belong or maintaining the groups we belong to. Now, think about that. So our focus, what do we focus on? Like this whole episode series is about what consumes our focus. So think about it. We're either in a state of trying to belong. So you're someone who's maybe in a new city, new school, new environment, yep. new job, and you're trying to fit in. You're trying to figure it out. Or you're in a group. And you're, and you're trying maintaining to, that. yeah, maybe you're not the quote alpha male in that group. So right. you're trying to be cool or stay cool, or you're trying to be accepted in that group. Like that shit consumes your focus. Yeah. So unless the group, now check this out, unless the group we belong to is focused heavily on long-term goals, we spend much of our time focusing on belonging now and not the future. Ooh. So if your group is only focused on getting high, what does that mean? <laughs> 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 you might have good theories about the future, but you're probably not saving or planning for the future. If you're sitting around getting high talking about how you're going to be millionaires. <laughs> what do we say? Talking about being a billionaire is the least billionaire thing to do. Well, sitting around with your friends. Yeah. Um, but what's that one guy? He says it all the time. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future or whatever. Yeah. So show me your network and i'll show you your network your network yeah. is your net worth show me your I mean, friends i'll show you your future. just think about it like you're chilling with your friends and listen there's a place for just hanging out absolutely just relaxing it's not grind time all the time yeah um but if you're around your group of friends and you're talking about like ways you can invest in uh in the future and and build upon your dreams like that's yeah. a good group nothing wrong with that that's yeah. actually good if Hang all they want to do is play whatever Starcraft (laughs) or go to a bar and have you pick up the tab. All of your friends drink most of the day, almost every day. You're going to end up drinking more than (laughs) if your friends don't drink that much. Yeah, that's true. You know, just like when you hang out with a lot of people who smoke cigarettes. Yeah, you're going to smoke. Yeah. If you have a friend who works out all the time, you'll probably work out with them when you hang out. Yeah. You may not hang out with that person because you don't want to work out all the time. But when you do, you'll probably be at the gym yeah, or taking a walk or whatever, or going on a hike or going on a bike ride. <laughs> Sweet, bro. Where are we? Oh, last point. We're going to bring it home before we get to solutions. All right, bro. Last point from yeah. this article before we move on to the solutions. Right. According to um, Ballmeister and Le- Leary, um, 
Conceptualization fulfilling the needs to belong involves satisfying two criteria. This is like this. We might have to read it a couple of times for me, because when I found this article, I thought this was amazing. Well, so kick it off, bro. This is what's required for us to feel like we belong. First, individuals must have relatively frequent, positively balanced or at least non-aversive interactions with at least a few other people. So again, first, to feel like we belong, we must have interactions with some, someone or a group of people. Some that's, mostly positive. That's mostly positive. Yeah. And non-aversive. That's right. Which makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, if you showed up and everyone is just being a dick. And just screaming at you. Why would you hang out with them? You don't feel like you belong. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, second, these interactions must take place within a framework of long-lasting, effective concern for each other's welfare. Think about that. So if they only care about you when they need something, mm. that doesn't sound like concern, long-term concern for your welfare. That's right. Satisfying either of these criteria alone is not sufficient to fulfill the need. Positive interactions outside of long-lasting relationships will not be completely satisfying, and nor will long-term relationships that lack regular content. Contact. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have a friend who is a long-lasting relationship for 10 years, but we don't talk that much, and we don't talk about each other's long-term welfare, it doesn't meet that core need of belongingness mm. and if i have a group of friends that is not a positive interaction constantly where we're supporting each other right. i also don't feel that sense of belongingness which is a core need it makes sense it like does. like let's say bro you won the lottery yeah and you're you're like all right i'm gonna give some money to some people yeah are you gonna give the money to your best friend from third grade that you haven't talked to since eighth grade probably not Probably not, because you haven't talked to them. You haven't had That's right. consistent interactions <laughs> for your long-term well-being well well and welfare. Or am I going to give it to that person that every time I talk to them, they tell me how fucking stupid I am? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know. You might buy the big house across the street from them to make them feel stupid. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but probably not. But probably not. So... Uh, importantly, it is conceptualized as a need rather than simply a desire. That's good. Think about that. It's a need more than a desire. We don't just desire to belong. We need to belong. It's, it's critical to our human that's like, why, existence. Isn't that why isolation is basically a form of torture? Right? Yes. Yeah. Like if you leave someone alone long enough, they, they, they crack. Yeah. Human beings are not meant to be... <laughs> Like the lone wolf, stupid. Remember that episode where we talked about um, they left men in a room and all they had was a shocker and, and they, they told them not to do anything? 15 minutes. And like 75% shocked themselves because they couldn't be alone. <laughs> for 15 minutes. <laughs> so um, back to that other point, this means that failure to satisfy it ought to be marked by serious distress and long-term negative consequences. Yeah. If you are not part of a, any group... You may be under distress. So let's talk about this. Um, for some of you who are parents and have kids who are in elementary school or middle school or high school and they don't belong to a group and they've been bullied, 
and and it wrecks their life. And for you as parents, it wrecks your life because yeah. that is really difficult to see. And this is an example, like the the hierarchy of needs, they need to belong. And if they're in an environment where they just don't belong and they're being bullied and um, it is, it's severe. It's pretty intense, bro. It's, it can it's, it's built into our their lives DNA at yeah. this point. And if you're at a job, if you're an adult, and you're at a job to where you just don't get along with anyone. You don't yeah. belong, and, and you're going to be miserable every day. You're going to be miserable. Every if you're day. in a relationship where someone's constantly negative towards you, yeah, you're going to be miserable. And it's fulfilling a lot of things: your most basic needs, your need for safety. You don't feel safe. Yeah. If someone is harmful towards you. Yeah. But then you also don't feel like you belong in that environment because someone is constantly negative towards you. Sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know percentage-wise how many people are in that environment, but I would assume it's quite a bit. Well, that's pretty sad for them. I know. So what's the solution? I've got the first bullet, so I'm going to tell you. What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what you got? So first is, just like we're saying, audit your tribe. One to three close relationships. Do they meet the two requirements? One, relatively frequent positive interactions. We should say that over and over again. Of your one to three close relationships, do they provide frequent positive interactions? And two, these interactions must take place within the framework of long-lasting effective concern. Do you care about that person's long-term well-being? And do they care about your long-term well-being? Audit those relationships. Yeah, bro. Do it. Audit it. Sit down and crunch go, the numbers. Go take a walk and sit down with your notepad and write down your closest friends. Just don't get petty about it. Don't get like, petty. You didn't call me. Just leave. You didn't call me in two Maybe months. Maybe you didn't call them. <laughs> I, I didn't call you in two months. <laughs> That's true. I didn't invite them because they didn't invite me. Maybe you're the problem. Anyway. <laughs> um, if you do not have this, it is time to move on and find a new tribe. New tribe. So easier said than done. Easier said than done. Making friends later in life is definitely harder. But <laughs> yes. that's why you just have to join groups or whatever. Mountain biking, if you, whatever you're into, you can find a group. Yeah, it's just that simple. If you like flying, the like the crazy planes. Oh yeah. You know the gas engines, ones that go like 90 miles an hour, or whatever. They're probably faster. I would assume if you do that, you're part of that tribe. You're that. You've already got a group. There's so many hobbies and interests, yeah. and they all have groups of people. That's a really good point. Maybe you've just kind of progressed in life and you've ended up where you are. But your hobby, whatever you love to do, you don't really have a friend group around that hobby. Man, work on that immediately. Well, I mean, that's a decent way to just meet people. Yeah. For sure. Like, if you move somewhere and you don't know anyone, it's like, yeah. what are you going to do? You're 30-something years old, 40s. You're going to go to the bar? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I want to meet some cool, long-lasting friends at the bar. <laughs> it, may, it may not happen. Unless your hobby is drinking. Then you have some great long-lasting <laughs> friends. Whoever you keep buying drinks for will be your best friend. That's so right. you stop. <laughs> so look for a tribe of individuals who are actively pursuing so a long-term dream. So this is important. So if your group of friends, like we talked about in the last episode and some of this episode, if all your friends like to do is get high or get drunk and you actually care about your future, maybe you just had a kid for your first time, your first kid. You're probably not going to be hanging out with them much. Yeah, and and you know, that's okay. They're probably going to... They're probably going to, like, you know, dog you for that. They're probably going to be like, oh, you know, you're just whipped. Oh, you're you, not going you out. You never come out anymore, dude. You used to, you used to meet us. Uh, you like, don't get drunk five nights a week with us. <laughs> you have to be such a loser to say things like that to someone. <laughs> I know. So look for a new tribe. So think about that. And 
and look for a tribe that's like maybe they're long-term real estate investors. Maybe they're long-term stock investors. Maybe yeah. they're entrepreneurs, whatever it is. Look for people who are focused on something that's long-term and jump in. Jump in, bro. So this is a point of view statement. Oh, boy. But we're saying <laughs> our current... <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, this is great. This our is current so societal us. construct is designed to keep us in a state of labor contribution <laughs> and commodity consumption. We are essentially <laughs> cows in the machine or cogs in the yes. wheel. Yes, cogs in the wheel, cows in the machine. This but it is, makes sense. Yeah. Like, what is it? Basically marketing. It's all like, was hair on, your, on women's legs really a problem until someone needed to sell razors? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Leave out everything that's being sold to you. Like, <laughs> do you really need it? Do you really need it? Yeah. Is it just a marketing? Is it just? It's all a scam. That's pretty much how I feel. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna sum that one up real quick. It's all a scam. So, if you think about that and our need to belong, you have to, in in our true in meeting our true desires, you have to look at the current construct of our times. That's the point of this statement. When you look at our true desires and what we're constantly consumed with in our minds, we have to look at our current construct of society and look at what we're being told and programmed to believe. True. So that we can start to introspectively understand that to position ourselves to be in a good place. We're right? basically just taught to be good little consumers. Yeah. Buying stuff constantly. So in your desire to belong, you're constantly consuming things to make you feel like you belong to a group. So you have to find people who don't consume. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a punk rocker in high school, I had the mohawk. I bicked, my, bicked the sides. Like, it was hardcore. I used Elmer's glue. Ooh, yeah. And I remember, like, you know, as a punk rocker, you're like, you know, screw mainstream and all that preppy stuff yeah. and Gap and all that, you know, for mm -hmm. me, because I'm... 40s so i was a 90s yeah that's back when gap was hot kid, yeah and i was like screw all that but i drove downtown to pay 280 dollars for boots to quote be a punk rocker and i'm like how is that any different how is that any different mm -hmm. i had to go to a store to buy a certain pair of boots that were overpriced to feel like i belonged to a group that was anti-consumption how stupid is that you should have you should have gone to a goodwill and bought the dirtiest pair of shoes you could find. The best pair of quality shoes for the lowest price. Yep. And that is punk rock. That's so punk rock, That's bro. That's so punk rock. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the next bullet here is it takes work to fight the machine. We must be intentional about the individuals we choose to belong to. So many of us, Yeah. we've talked about this over and over again based on what social does to us. Right. The yeah. notifications, the likes, all that stuff triggers things in our brain. It sends endorphins and makes us feel like we are loved and accepted. But it's false. It's not long lasting. It is a cheap high. So we have to be intentional and fight against those desires to be part of groups with people who truly care about us. <laughs> if you can make it happen, it's a good feeling. So. It's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so reflect and acknowledge here's the theme gratitude to those who satisfy your need to belong mm. don't allow your inner critics slash self saboteur saboteur <laughs> sabotager saboteur <laughs> to keep you in bad relationships and damage the good ones oh so good 
the inner critic just tells you, oh, man, you, you couldn't hang out with that group. You're too stupid. You don't, you don't have any real estate. Who are you to hang out with those real estate investors? <laughs> what do you even know about real estate? Or anything. Or anything. Like so they, you don't have the latest and greatest whatever in, yeah. this, in this hobby. You're not fit. Who are you to hang out with a group of people who are, quote, fit? You can't just hop in like that. You can't go to the gym with them and do what, what? they do. <laughs> I don't even know what they do. Loser. <laughs> you fat, stinking piece of... That's what, that's what your inner critic tells you all day. The inner day. critic is a punk-ass bitch. And you know what the inner critic feels safe? When you're with those friends that just get high all day. <laughs> Eat fatty foods and sit around and don't do shit. Because that's safe. That's too safe. Quote, safe. That's fake Not safe. Not true safe. Fake safe. Hey, you fake safe? <laughs> hey, let's get high and eat potato chips and let's be fake safe together. Let's talk about how we're going to make so much money. <laughs> let's talk about how we're bad at all those other people that made money. Let's just talk about how it's someone else's fault why we don't have something. <laughs> while we get high and eat potato chips all day. <laughs> no accountability. <laughs> Dude, it's, I mean, it's someone else's fault. It's not my fault I got fired and didn't look for a job for six months after that. <laughs> All right, on that, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Oh, no plugs. Oh, yeah. Uh, go to formsandfocus.com, subscribe, go to YouTube channel, search for Forms and Focus and subscribe there too. Go to the TikTok, go to the Instagram, and we appreciate you. Plugs, 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 plugs. plugs, plugs. plugs. <laughs>